Sooner Nation, OU Insider subscribers, Brian Clinton, fanatics, Christmas time lovers, uh, people who are excited about OU's recruiting class, this is the podcast for you. My name is Jesse Crittenden. I am joined by my co-host, Brian Clinton, for the Oklahoma Drill, a podcast fueled by OU Insider and the Rivals Network. Coach, sir, Esquire, Brian, it's almost Christmas time, man. It is. How how is Christmas in Collinsville? What ha- what happens there for Christmas time? So, family tradition here is we wake up whenever the child wakes us up. <laughs> uh, before that, I mean, this stood before that, but we wake up. I break out the. Uh, Christmas vacation DVD that gets played one time a year on Christmas morning. Got to. And we watch that. Uh, the one time a year that I drink eggnog, which I don't, I don't mind eggnog. It's not my favorite thing, but it, I, it's good one time a year. Yeah. Um. So we do that. We we make cinnamon rolls and and do the old uh, do the the Christmas presents thing and all that. My wife, obviously. I don't think she listens to my podcast, so I think I can come out and, and say this. Uh, one of the things that I bought her this year was a necklace. And, you know, these necklace boxes come in, they're like this big, right? Yeah. Uh, I have, I've, I've gotten seven of 10 bigger boxes wrapped now with the smallest one inside it. Uh, and by, by the time uh, I'm finished with that and hand it to her, it's, it's a huge Amazon box that's going to, she's going to have to open 10 of them to get down to it. So, I'll uh, I'll make sure and video that one. But uh yeah, no, we we just we we try and enjoy uh just time with with each other on on Sunday morning before, you know, the craziness of of having young children and and Christmas kicks off in the afternoon. So, good yeah. stuff. Looking forward to it. How about how about uh how about at the Crittenden house? How's how's things happen on Christmas day there? Well, for as you know, for the third year in a row, I will be traveling on Christmas day. Uh, not only for the third year in a row, this is the second time in three years I'm driving to San Antonio on Christmas day because, uh, OU football decided to go against my wishes and they made the Alamo bowl again. Uh, despite, (laughs) despite, uh, you know, I told Brent, you know, if he could win a couple more games for me, that'd be great. But, uh, you know, they decided to do their own thing and that's cool. Hey, I like the Alamo bowl. I like San Antonio. Riverwalk's pretty sweet. A Riverwalk is great, and obviously I'm just poking fun. But um, so I'm my, I've got family coming in. Actually, we're recording this Friday. I've got family coming in tomorrow night. Okay. Uh, or, sorry, tomorrow morning, and then um, Thunder game tomorrow night. Lakers Thunder, oh. Thunder are killing it lately. And then uh, Christmas Eve is getting ready for San Antonio because I'll be down there for 
five days. Hmm. So it's great. Before we talk about all kinds of things, are you football related? What's your favorite Christmas movie? I think it's Christmas Vacation. Is is it? I think so. Yeah. I, Die Hard would be my second favorite. I am one of those people. <laughs> um, so I'll, I'll leave that at that. But uh, I, I almost wore my Yippie Kaye shirt for you today, but I decided probably shouldn't. So. <laughs> well, I will say I know the reference. I'll say something blasphemous. I have never seen Die Hard. That's that's not blasphemous. That's all right. No, well, it's, feel... it's a good watch. It, it, it is. I I will never hold it against somebody. Uh, what I try not to do is pump it up so much that you were disappointed when you do watch it. So I would just say yeah. it's it's a good movie. I guess I need to see it so I can properly weigh in on if it's a Christmas movie debate or not. It happens and... on Christmas, so like okay. that's the tie-in. It's it's okay. Christmas Eve, so. Well, and obviously I'm a, you know, I'm a big, uh, uh, oh my God, the main actor in that movie. What's his name? Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis. Oh my gosh. I cannot believe I just forgot Bruce Willis's (laughs) name. Uh, I love Bruce Willis. Uh, I love his movies. Uh, my favorite Christmas movie is Home Alone. That's a good one. I just love Home Alone. It's, it's, it's a little Kevin McAllister. Yep. Causing havoc. Part of the loop. <laughs> that's part of the loop you got to watch that one you got to watch elf yeah. is another one that you got to watch uh elf. yeah those it, it's good stuff this is this is a good time of year i'm not i'm not a proponent to to celebrate christmas before thanksgiving but uh after thanksgiving's over i certainly get in the mood so uh excited about it well i think some people who would agree with you about <laughs> uh not only christmas but this being a good time of year to celebrate is the university of oklahoma the football team specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, we had early signing day on Wednesday, and it was a pretty simple, easy, drama-free uh, day yeah. for Brent Venables and company. And I think just, man, when you think about um, last year, OU going 6-6 six and six in the regular season, it's are they going to be able to hold on to all the recruits? And then obviously you had the Peyton Bowen uh, mm-hmm. thing, which worked out for Oklahoma, but that was certainly – uh, uh, you know, that, that could have gone either way. And then you had the year before that, obviously Lincoln Riley left Brent Venables came on board. Are they going to be able to keep all those recruits together? Uh, I think it's pretty impressive that this outside of it taking a little bit of time for Taylor Tatum to sign. Uh, it was a pretty easy day for Oklahoma, mm-hmm. Brian, I think in keeping with the Christmas theme for a little bit longer, what, you know, there's there's a lot going on in in Norman right now. Uh, basketball, despite a a tough loss uh, on Wednesday night to North Carolina, they're ten and one, top fifteen team in the country. OU uh, getting a lot of guys back. Just signed a, a recruiting class that ranks in the top ten. What should what should OU fans be most thankful for right now? Is Brent Venables a cheap answer is that Mm -hmm. like a is that an easy answer no Um, no that's a good answer i'm gonna go with brent venables uh i i think so i I think that things kind of get lost sometimes in translation uh people get upset whenever guys like dominic mckinley maybe don't end up at at oklahoma or you know david hicks last year or two and you you have all of these high profile guys and uh, you know, the six and seven last year was tough. 
but when you kind of step back and take a look at where the Oklahoma program is right now, you've had the the first year he comes in, they salvage what was left of their uh, of their recruiting class, and they they finish eighth. So you can't really hold that against Brent. It's kind of hard to give him full credit for that class, considering a lot of the work was done prior to that. But it is on his resume that 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 class ranked eighth. The two team, the two to two recruiting classes that he has been fully responsible for have been sixth and sixth. Um, I, I think that gets kind of lost on 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 people a little bit. That's that's recruiting at an elite level. Uh, that's really exciting for for the roster moving forward. And I think that if anything that we have learned about Brent Venables is true, it's just the genuine personality, the genuine guy that he is. And and that has been something that it almost feels like it's permeated the, the Oklahoma football program to to an extent. Like his, his intensity, his focus, uh, those things are slowly starting to become synonymous with Oklahoma football where I think you could you could almost argue that wasn't the case before he was there so I think Oklahoma fans need to be thankful for Brent Venables because it feels as if he's brought a stability uh and and a uh, what would be the word I'm a consistency uh to the program that is going to be very very important going into their next phase uh of life as as a program so I think you should be thankful for Brent Venables, what he's brought to the program, uh, and what it looks like he's building going into the future. This episode of the Oklahoma Drill Podcast is brought to you in part by HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Say hello to a stressless holiday season with the help of HelloFresh. Skip the grocery store and save time with easy, tasty recipes delivered to your door. Tis the season for giving and gathering. After a full day of work, there's still so much to do. Some days, it feels like eating a wholesome dinner is next to impossible, but with HelloFresh, you can turn busy weeknights into memorable mealtimes with delicious, practical options designed to save you time, like their 15-minute meals. And folks, I love HelloFresh because it gives me a very easy, very affordable, and very nutritious option at mealtimes. And it saves me time. I have so many busy weeknights, so many things on my cramped schedule that any aid I can get in that department is more than welcome. That's what HelloFresh provides. So go to HelloFresh.com slash OUinsiderFree and use code OUinsiderFree for free breakfast for life. One breakfast item per box while your subscription is active. That's free breakfast for life at HelloFresh.com slash OUinsiderFree with code OUinsiderFree. This episode of the Oklahoma Drill Podcast is brought to you in part by Manscaped. Step into 2024 with confidence thanks to Manscaped, where resolutions are met and hairs are neatly kept. As the new year approaches, why not make self-improvement a breeze by keeping your body well-groomed? The Performance Package 5.0 Ultra is here, and let me tell you, it's got futuristic tendencies. Included in this bundle is the brand new Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra, the Weed Whacker 2.0 Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, and the essential aftercare products like the Crop Soother Ball Aftershave Lotion and Crop Preserver Anti-Chafing Ball Deodorant and two free gifts. Did I mention that it's waterproof too? Manscaped threw in the Boxers 2.0 and the Shed 2.0 toiletry bags. The resolutions may come and go, 
But a well-groomed you is here to stay with Manscaped's latest and greatest. Start the new year right, because when you look good, you feel good. Manscaped, helping you sculpt the best version of yourself for the year ahead. So get 20% off and free shipping with the code OUINSIDER at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code OUINSIDER. Happy New Year to your balls. That's a really good point, man. And I think, look, Oklahoma fans are really passionate, and there's a lot of reasons for that. Uh, obviously, Oklahoma is is one of the most successful football programs ever. Um, but I do think things like the, the you know the Caden Green situation. Um, obviously, that's it's a tough loss for Oklahoma. Obviously, um, but I think sometimes the, the drama that gets wrapped up in that kind of stuff does so- sometimes miss the point that OU just signed another top ten recruiting class, almost top five mm-hmm. recruiting class. Like that can't get lost in the shuffle of how important how important it was to do that going into the SEC. Also, as tough of those as tough as those Kansas and Oklahoma State losses were, OU did just go ten and two with a chance to go eleven and two after a really tough year last year. There's a lot of reasons to be excited about this program. There's a lot of reasons to feel good about the direction. And and Brian, I think along those lines, I think what what is something to be really thankful for. I think if you're an Oklahoma football fan is this recruiting class. Don't, I mean, this is an, this is a really impressive recruiting class, man. It was, and it was so cool on, um, it was so cool on Wednesday night. We did, uh, we did the, uh, OU insider signing day special. Um, and we had nearly half the recruits, uh, participate in interviews, obviously with Parker and Brandon, but we, you know, we got to talk to them in between interviews behind the scenes, over at Sooner Daiquiri, Brian, it was just so cool to see. Um, it was so cool to see how close this recruiting class is. Like, it's clear that these dudes really like each other. That they, um, that these kids have have already bonded together. And I think Brett Venables has had a big part of that. He's mm-hmm. he talks about being relational and all those things. Um, not only was that cool to see how close this recruiting class is, but also, man. There are some there are some guys in this recruiting class that OU just hasn't had, not like not that ca- that caliber. Yeah. Um. And obviously, even someone like David Stone, you know, that was the first time I actually got to like meet him in person. I was like, that is just that's just a big that's just a big kid. He's gonna come in right away and make an impact. Did I tell you the story of when I first met him? No. So it was. It was one of the first couple of home games this year. I, I believe it was the opener. If he was there, I want to say it was the opener. Anyways, I introduced myself because uh, I was new with with right. OU Insider at that point, and you know we sat and talked for a second there, and and then uh, I needed to go help Parker with something, so uh, I shook the kid's hand. I've got decent sized hands. Uh, David Stone shook my hand and he could have wrapped his, he could have touched his thumb and his fingers together on the other side. I, I've never felt as small as I did in that moment. Uh, I mean, I'm a, I'm, I'm six one, probably 235, 240 pounds. And I, yeah, I was, I was not anywhere near the size of that kid. And he's what, 17 years old, 18 years old. So yeah, that's, uh, that is what, a future NFL defensive lineman looks like <laughs> that, that that was exactly my thought and I you know obviously I, I don't want to put too much pressure uh on him you know obviously he's he's a kid he's not even you know he just signed there's a lot of future ahead of him but that was my thought is 
I think when you looked at, you know, stuff like years past, even when OU made those, you know, the college football playoffs several times, there was just such a stark difference between Oklahoma's size compared yes. to Alabama and Georgia and LSU. I mean, I was at those games and yeah. it was, it was evident. And I think even uh, OU losing to Georgia in that, that heartbreaking game in 2017, the reason, I mean, it was impressive that OU got up at all. And obviously there were things like the squib kick that, that certainly <clears throat> didn't help, but Georgia was just bigger. Yeah. They were just more dominant. They were just more athletic and OU those like, I think to win at the highest level, you've got to have guys like that. Yeah. OU hasn't had players like that, not consistently for years. I think this recruiting class has got a few of them, man. Mm-hmm. And I think this, you got to have a foundation. You've got to have a base. And when you look at this recruiting class, man, uh, I think the thing that stands out most to me is it's the defensive line. Yeah. This is the best defensive line group OU has signed in more than a decade, probably. I mean, and again, th- these kids have not actually played on a college field yet. But I, I mean, it makes me think of, you know, when OU had Tommy Harris and Dusty Dvorak. It's been a long time since OU's had those guys like that. I think they've got guys like that in this class. I mean, it's not just David Stone. Obviously, he's the he's the headliner and for good reason. But man, I mean, even you know, Danny Okoye and you know, and Nigel Smith and and I, I just Jaden yeah, Jackson I, is a guy yeah, Jayden, that people yeah. need to not sleep on either. It yeah, it's gonna be a freak. Jaden Jackson, I think I mean all these guys I think could be really good. I think Jaden Jackson has the potential to be not only the best player in this class, but one of the best defensive linemen in college football, period. Agreed. I mean, James Nesta, it's just, that's what stands out to me about this recruiting class, man. I, I don't know if, I mean, what what all, when you look at it, I mean, there's, you know, 28 total commitments, uh, all 27 scholarship guys signed on Wednesday. What stands out to you about this recruiting class? <laughs> well, it's gotta be, it's gotta be the defensive line. Um, you know, I, you know, I won't, I won't beat a dead horse here, but I, I don't remember which recruiting site it was that had this, um, had the numbers here. But OU signed as many top forty defensive linemen as Georgia did, and more than teams like Texas and and Alabama and Oregon. Like you know, big time names uh, are coming to Oklahoma to play on the defensive line. So. You know, Todd Bates and, and Miguel Chavis are doing really, really good work there. And it's exciting. I mean, if you just think about what they've stacked the last couple of years yeah. up front, I mean, you've got you obviously you've got PJ Adabare or Adabarwa. Um, Adabara. Uh <laughs> you've got you've you got, and you and Brandon. <laughs> yeah, I can't handle it, man. I can't do it. I get the problem is that I had Adabare like hammered in my fair. head I, and then it I did too. Again. But I did too. Um, R. Mason Thomas. Yes. Yeah, so I mean, you've got guys that are just, you're starting to stack up the depth. And I think that's where, you know, in games like that Georgia Georgia game in, in the Rose Bowl, when those big offensive linemen started leaning on the, in the second half and really opened up these huge holes, I think that's where, you know, Oklahoma may have had one or two guys that looked the part, but when the third quarter rolls around, those guys are gassed the second level of what they've had at the defensive line just hasn't been, it's not been up to snuff. And so uh, I, I think it's huge that they've stacked what they have 
um, along the the lines of scrimmage. And, and let's let's not look out. Let's not overlook what what Bill Beanbow did in this class yeah. either. Um, Eddie Pierre Lewis. I thought everybody said Louis. I guess it's Lewis. Uh, is dude's a stud. I mean, he's 300. He's there's there's a video of this kid running 100 meter dash sub 13. He's benching 225 pounds for 25 reps in high school. I mean, after you know, he he does need to change some of his. He's he's probably a little heavier than he should be as far as as body fat goes. But I think that goes. That's that's everybody at that age. You know, coming in yeah. as an offensive lineman. So once once he gets uh, once he gets with Schmitty for for an off season or two, I mean that guy's going to be a stud. Uh, Daniel Akinkumi is somebody that the staff feels extremely good about. That he's a very underrated guy. If he'd have been playing in the states, they feel that yeah. he'd have been a much bigger get. And so, uh, you know, a- along the lines of scrimmage, that's where Oklahoma needs to improve and get really really good. And and I think they did a good job there. And the last thing I'll hit on is. Signing a guy like Taylor Tatum when you had some of the question marks that you did um, at running back this year is big. It's 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 big. I know I know that they went out and signed the UT Martin transfer, um, you know, or went out and got him. Um, but I have a I have a feeling that a guy like Taylor Tatum needs to come into this this running back room and kind of reshuffle how everything looks. Um, you know. Gavin Freeman or Gavin Freeman, Gavin Sawchuk does look like the guy right now. And, and I assume that he will continue to be that, but you need to be better at that position going forward. And, and I think getting the guy, the number one overall running back in the class uh, by a lot of people's uh, by a lot of people's opinion is, is a big get for, for DeMarco Murray. So good stuff, really good class, excited about what they bring and, and, uh, you know, that's, they're going to set the standard for Oklahoma in the SEC. This will be the first group of kids that's never seen big 12 football. It'll be, it'll, it'll be all SEC football. So um, really exciting. Yeah. And I think, I mean, you, you hit on a lot of good stuff there. I think the thing for me was, I mean, with the SEC move, this just wasn't going to be a typical recruiting class. And with the activity in the transfer portal, I mean, I think, I think OU, especially when you look at what they're losing and also just where they need some upgrades uh, I, OU needs a freshman class that can come in and make an impact right away. Yeah. That's, that's, unf- I mean, that's what OU needs. I mean, obviously not all 28 of these guys are going to get a significant playing time right away, but mm-hmm. I think several of them are going to be asked to play mm-hmm. real minutes week one next year. And yeah. I think that, and I think these, I think these kids can, and really at, at every position group, I mean, I think, as much as the defensive line is really impressive uh, and you mentioned, I mean, getting Taylor Tatum is a big deal. This class is just really well-rounded. Yeah. They, 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 it's just, it's really impressive how well-rounded and how many guys they got at every single position group and versatile and athletic and bigger. I mean, even the wide receiver group is really, really exciting. I think that's huge. Um, And also, I mean, it's not only just how well-rounded it is, but I mean, they got six kids that are currently attending an Oklahoma high school. That's not even including uh, David Stone. That is the most for OU. That's the most in-state recruits for OU since 2017. Yeah, I started looking through the numbers uh, yesterday. 
Uh, they got seven guys from Texas. Um, but I mean, 14 different states are represented, obviously. Um, overseas and England is is represented as well. I just I don't know. I mean, outside of having the overall number one recruiting class, I don't know how much better this coaching staff could have done to get elite talent and well-rounded, versatile depth at every position group. Yeah. It's impressive. And I think as much as other stuff gets in the way, that can't be lost. No. To, right. to me. Yeah, no, it's... I mean, we haven't even said the name Jeremiah Newcomb. We haven't said yeah. the name. I mean, I think you mentioned Danny Okoye, uh, which everybody saw what he just did at the at the U.S. Army Bowl. Like, this is a there's depth and and good talent. I mean, Michael Hawkins is a guy that I, I think gets overlooked because Jackson Arnold's the guy right now. It, that that dude is is somebody that could be a difference maker for you at some point. So. Yeah, it's it's huge. It's a really good class, and and as you said, it's it's very well rounded. What did they? Was it uh, was it fourteen offensive and thirteen defensive guys? Yeah, I think is how it broke out. It's yep. like I mean, just very balanced, very well rounded. Uh, good stuff from the coaching staff. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, that's. <clears throat> I think if, if nothing else, that's what I think. OU fans should be most thankful for. I, I think the only. The only other thing I'll ask is when you look when you look at this recruiting class top to bottom, and you mentioned there's so many there's so many names we haven't mentioned um, of guys that I think fans should be really excited about. Is there a guy that you're really excited about that maybe hasn't been talked about a lot, or um, you think can really make an impact right away that maybe hasn't been talked about like that? Is there a guy? Um. Somebody that we haven't talked about today, or just isn't being talked about in general, because there there is someone, both either. Uh, I think Devon Mitchell's like the easy yeah. answer there for somebody we haven't spoke about today. Like that guy has a chance to come in and and be tight end one right away. Um, he's a freak. I mean, he should be he should be going into his senior year of high school. Yeah. Um, and whenever he was on the field as a junior, he just looked different than everybody else. He was just bigger, faster, stronger. Um, dude is going to have a really good chance. Uh, you know, you've, you've got uh, Bauer Sharp who comes in from SLU and, and is going to give them some depth there and is a, is a freaky athlete himself. But uh, Devon Mitchell is a guy that, that could really uh, be good for them. And then, you know, as I kind of sit here and, and look through uh, – some of the other names, Michael Boganowski is another one that mm -hmm. is, it, it, you know, I believe he was Kansas, maybe Gatorade Player of the Year. He was, he was one, he won one of those awards. He, he's a, he's extremely physical, uh, big time, uh, big time get for Oklahoma to to land him over. Was it Kansas State? I believe was the the big one there. Um, it was big for them to to pick him up, and he brings good size to a safety room that's already just chock full of talent. So. Uh, I love what they've done with the secondary here where it feels like you've got guys that are, that can play different positions that can play, uh, you know, you can, you can move them into, into the nickel spot, which, you know, cheetah, I guess is, is what, what Oklahoma calls it, but uh, you can move them into that spot and, and then allow them to play uh, with a little more freedom. And so he's a, he's a guy that fits that role really well. So, those are two guys that we haven't spoken about today that that I think, you know, could could have a big role uh, for the Sooners next year.
You mentioned the secondary. Don't sleep on Eli Bowen either. Not that anybody else, not that anybody is, uh, but this is not a, Hey, you know, he's Peyton Bowen's little brother. This no, this is a kid that I think is gonna. I mean, Brent Venables even made a point to say that during his press conference, that regardless of what, if Peyton Bowen committed or not, they were going to go hard after Eli Bowen. Yep. And I think that's a really good pick. I mean, obviously, I mean, Isaiah Autry, I mean, just even going through the recruiting class again, it, it's just, I mean, he's six, seven, two eighty five. That's just, yep. You look at the size of, of this recruiting class. I mean, is there's six, seven, six, 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 five, six, five, six, five, six, five, six, four. It's just, yeah. And then you've got 300, 335, yeah. 310. Like it's, you've got good size. You're right. 100%. Yeah. Cal, I mean, again, just caliber of athlete. And I, I say a lot that, I mean, football is an incredibly complicated uh, schematic game. I mean, the X's and O's that goes into it, the strategy, um, every, I mean, there is so much that happens on any, on every play mm-hmm. on every single play on the field. So much happens. There's a lot that goes into why teams win and lose, but at the same time, sometimes it's just, do you have the bigger, <laughs> yeah. more athletic dudes? Yeah. <laughs> Are you winning the battle of the line of scrimmage? That's yeah. always actually, that's probably number one on what, wins your games but you've got to like sometimes you just need the 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 horses you do yeah and oklahoma's get and oklahoma's starting to get them i think is what it feels like so yep but i mean it's just i think a lot to be excited for man and then there's also i mean several of these guys are are going to also participate in the bowl practices uh for the alamo bowl uh ou gets down there on sunday i believe I believe they get there on Sunday. That sounds right. Yeah, and um, several of these guys are are going to are going to participate, which is cool. They finally started letting uh, the the NCAA finally started letting signees participate in bowl practices starting last year. Mm-hmm. So a few guys got to do that. Um, a few guys got to do it this or are going to get to do it this year, which is pretty cool. And to me, Brian, again, you know, looking forward to the Alamo Bowl, uh, which is a week from yesterday. Um, you know, OU's lost a few guys, um, but overall, or, you know, to opt-outs and the transfer portal and stuff. But overall, again, I cannot stress that this is a real opportunity for Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. It's a big opportunity for Oklahoma. And uh, I think there's going to be, I mean, for a lot of reasons, I think finishing 11-2 and two obviously would be a big deal. Obviously, Jackson Arnold, uh, is going to get his first collegiate start. All of that's a big deal. Um, but this is a really big opportunity for some guys that maybe didn't see a ton of consistent playing time that we know have the potential to be studs yep. on both sides of the ball. Um, so, I mean, just looking at, you know, we still got a few more days into the Alamo Bowl, but when you look at either side of the ball, and especially if you're looking at it from a fan not necessarily from a fan perspective, but when you're looking at both sides of the ball, who, I mean, who's a young guy or maybe it doesn't even have to be young. Who Who's a guy on either side of the ball that you think could make a huge impact, could maybe raise their stock going into the off season and, and next season. Is there a guy on either side of the ball or both sides of the ball that, that kind of fits that, that category for you? Uh, defensively, I think my guy would be PJA. <clears throat> I'm not going to try and say the name again. Uh, yes, I will. P- PJ 
Adebawara, right? Did I hear? Eddie Bowera. Okay. Anyways, yes, the defensive end, <laughs> five-star defensive end from the class of 2023, number 34 in your hearts, or number 34 on the field, number one in your hearts. Uh, yeah, I, I think I think PJ has a really good chance to, you know, I, it, it kind of gets lost on people that 15 bowl practices is like going through an, an entire spring. Uh, yeah. And, and I think that that's a guy that I think the only thing really holding him back is going to be his technique and just experience because yeah. when it comes to physical gifts, I, I don't think there's probably a guy on the roster right now that has more physical gifts than, than what he's got. So um, defensively, I think having a pass rusher like that, um, that, that could give you just another, another weapon, especially when you're facing a quarterback like, like Fafita uh, from, from Arizona, who, who has been really good this year. Um, I think that's a, that's a big one. And then the obvious answer on the other side of the ball is, is Jackson Arnold. Um, I think you and I probably both agree that him being a freshman, we're probably going to see a mistake or two. That's just part of what happens. But for the most part, I think we could also agree in saying that there's a really good chance that he comes out and blows some people's socks off on what he, what he's able to do. Um, I mean, he's got all the arm talent in the world. He's been in a similar offense uh, in high school. So this isn't like, you know, this isn't all brand new to him. He's obviously spent a year under, uh, under Dylan Gabriel and gotten to learn the ins and outs of things. And so I would not be surprised at all if if Jackson Arnold comes out and looks like a bona fide dude whenever it comes to uh to to lead Oklahoma's offense up and down the field. Uh you know, Arizona's defense is 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 pretty good. It's not it's not an awful defense. I would it would it's probably middle of the road Big 12 defense which actually was very good statistically this year the defenses were in the Big 12. So um yeah, I, I think I think two five-star guys from last year's class. I think this is an opportunity for them to both show up and, and play big roles for OU. Really excited to see, uh, you mentioned uh, PJ on the defensive line. Really excited to see our Mason Thomas, mm -hmm. a guy that I asked Brent Venables about him a few weeks ago, and he said he was our best defensive lineman in the spring and in fall camp, but dealt with some injuries, didn't see a ton of playing time. Really excited to see. I think he's going to get a lot of burn. Yeah. Um, and then Peyton Bowen, who obviously got a lot. He got a decent amount of time during the season, but he was kind of battling injuries the entire year. And there were games he didn't play a ton, I think, just dealing with, with injuries. But he's, you know, by the time OU takes the field, it will have been a month since they had played. That's that's time for him to get healthy, get right. Obviously, with, with Key Lawrence mm -hmm. um, entering the portal. I think, you know, and with, you know, this is um, there's, I think there's just going to be a lot more snaps available for Peyton Bowen, a guy that, you know, I'm sure I'm not alone in saying could easily end up being a monster for, for this OU defense. I'm I'm really excited about, about Peyton Bowen. I mean, yeah, yeah sorry. What? No, you're good. Somebody else, you just, you saying that about him getting over injury, another guy to talk about is Desan McCullough, but yeah, you go ahead and, and finish your thoughts there. I thought you were finished. God, interrupting me. God. <laughs> let's put the helmets Oklahoma on, drill. man. Yeah. yeah, let's put the pets. <laughs> um, yeah, no, Desan McCullough is a good one too, but yeah, I'm really excited about Peyton Bowen. And then I think offensively with, 
with, I mean, you know, losing Andrew Rame and Tyler Guyton and Caden Green. I'm really excited to see. I think I think Joshua Bates is going to get a lot of burn. Mm, good one. I'm really excited to see Joshua Bates. And it's and it's not just exciting, but it's also going to be important to see. I mean, against a, a you know a top 15 ranked team, a decent defense. How does he? How does he play? I'm I'm curious to see if he's going to get the bulk of the center snaps. Do they play Troy Everett at guard? Do they put Troy Everett at center? How much burn does Jake Taylor get? Um, but there's certainly, I mean, they're going to have to rely on some guys they haven't really relied on this year. I think Joshua Bates is probably going to be the guy that's, that is the biggest beneficiary. I'm really excited about him. And then I'm curious to see if Javante Barnes, hmm. how much burn he's going to get. <clears throat> because, I mean, Tawi Walker's... Uh, announced he was going to go to the portal but obviously he's still with the team but i would be i'm curious to see how much playing time he's going to get brent venables opened the or has kept the door open for him to return we'll see yeah. what happens marcus majors in the portal not with the team um you know gavin sawchuk's going to be the number one guy but with javante barnes feels like a million years ago he was seen as the favorite to be the number one running back yeah. in this offense um it's just injuries. And I think, and I mean, I think there was a lot that kept him off the field. I mean, he barely saw the field in conference play. I yeah. mean, barely. I'm curious if a month off and some time to kind of get right and, and be, you know, not have the pressure of playing a game every weekend, you know, and all the noise that comes with that. I just, you know, I think Javante Barnes, obviously the talent is there. Obviously the skill is there, but I mean, with adding Taylor Tatum, with Caleb Hicks still in tow, with Gavin Sawchuk asserting himself as the number one guy, I'm just curious. Like Javante Barnes, and, and I'm not, I'm not, not even trying to speculate, but I think Javante Barnes is a guy that it would be tough to see him maybe get buried on the depth chart. Yeah, and you don't want that to happen. Obviously, it's still early. This is just his second year of college football, mm -hmm. and he was a guy that played really really well for this team last year but i'm just i'm curious if they give him more snaps if they give him more opportunities and what happens if they do yeah that that feels like a guy that you know even looking forward past the bowl game i think i feel like that's a guy that really needs to to buckle in and, and have a really good off season like yeah that's somebody that that could maybe someone that could benefit the most uh for, from an off season because I mean, you're right. It wasn't that long. It, I mean, it does feel like a long time ago, but at the beginning of the year, it was Javante Barnes, Gavin Sawchuk, and typically it was in that order that people talked about him. So I, I, I'm just curious to see what he does look like. That's that's a really good thought because, uh, you know, having a month to get right and kind of reset and 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 having you know foot injuries are are kind of they can be finicky so or and and with him having a surgery and coming back from that you know maybe this extra time will, will be good for him and, and allow him to get up to 200 percent on that um Desan mccullough as i said earlier that's a guy that he he had flashes throughout the year uh would make a play or two where you're like whoa but like he wasn't able to be consistent because he was dealing with injury after injury after injury. Um, not enough to really keep him off the field for long periods of time, but you could tell it, it really was affecting how, how well he was able to move, move around on the field. And so hopefully that's a guy 
having a month to, to, to get right, get his body right, is someone that flashes here. You know, I, it, it is it is concerning some of the, the pieces that they've lost between uh, the last time we saw him on the field and, and what we'll see in the Alamo Bowl. But at the same time, this is one of the better rosters in college football. And I think that opportunities being given to some of these other guys, we were kind of in the same boat. If you'll remember going into the cheese bowl last year, like we, you know, nobody really knew what to expect. A lot of guys opting out, a lot of guys, um, weren't really sure what the offensive line was going to look like. And then the legend of Savion bird is born and you have like, you know, uh, uh, you, you've got guys stepping in and the, and the offensive line that was truly makeshift last year was it, it came in and looked really good against a good Florida state defense. So um, I, I I'm excited about the bowl game. I, I think that, I think there's a lot of opportunities for some of these guys to, to step up and we've obviously given several names that, that you can look for, but it's probably going to be the guy that nobody talked about. Uh, you know, like a Jaquiz Petaway or, you know, somebody that's got yeah. the, somebody's got the juice that we've just almost kind of forgotten about because he's maybe didn't, didn't have the opportunities that he had hoped he would. So it'll be yeah. good. It'll be good. I think the only other, other thing, Brian, is, <clears throat> I mean, uh, you know, past, I mean, the bowl game, obviously next week, but then, you know, we've got the transfer portal is still open for mm. another couple of weeks before we started uh OU landed um like literally right before we started OU got a commitment from Fabechi Nawewu is that how you say it did I get I'm, it right yeah I I think so I'm going I'm going Nawewu it could be in okay. Wewu, but I'm let's let's go Nawewu that sounds good okay uh <laughs> an offensive lineman out of North Texas former uh freshman all-american a guy that brings I mean I think he's a guy to be excited about obviously the second offensive lineman uh to to commit via the portal you know joining Spencer Brown from Michigan State it's interesting because he is Fabechi is uh the sixth commit in the transfer portal Brett Venables on Wednesday said they're going to take 10 guys at least 10 mm-hmm. scholarship guys through the portal so that leaves four more spots that they can that they can add through the portal. I'm just curious, Brian, before we, before we turn it, you know, our focus to Christmas and all of that, what's, what's maybe, you know, with, with four spots left, what's a position group that you think could still use some, some help in the portal. I think they'll take another offensive lineman. Um, probably an interior guy. I would imagine. Um, yeah. They that they just need they need a lot of help there. Losing losing Savion Bird and Caden Green on top of your center who just started three years or four years in a row. I think it was three, three. in a row. Yeah. There's a lot of help that needs to be uh needs to be done there. So I think that's one. Um I wouldn't be surprised if the right guy comes into the portal on the defensive line if they take another so you know, someone that could be a difference maker. Yeah. Um, you know, they they're it's gotta be the right fit. You know, this, this, I think the, the, the beauty of what, what coach Venables has done over the last couple of years is, is Oklahoma can be a little more selective now. Like they can be a little more picky on, on who they're taking and what they're bringing into the, into the locker room. So, um, you know, they, they, they do have some holes that need to be filled there, but it's not, it's not like it was prior to, to a six and seven year. So 
Um, offensive, defensive line, I would say those are, are probably two spots. And then um, I think you kind of have to say kicker, don't you? Like I know that I know that they've they're really excited about what's coming in uh, with Liam Evans, I believe. Is that is that correct? Um, they're excited about that, but you probably want someone with a little more experience. And I don't know that. I don't know that Schmidt is who you want to go into to 2024 with as your starting kicker. No, no, no offense to the kid. I mean, it's just, it, it was tough. He had an up and down year and it's one of those things where at the university of Oklahoma, you can't be losing games or, or be put in bad situations because you're missing 30 yard field goal attempts. They just, you just can't do that. So um, I'd be, I'd be pretty surprised if they didn't take a look at a, at, at a kick or two. All good stuff. I agree with you. I think offensive line, I think you're, I mean, I think we'll see at least one more offensive lineman through the portal. I mean, at least mm-hmm. I think it could that's, be that's two. Clear. I mean, I could see could, that's what I'm two saying. More. Yeah. yeah, it could be two. Um, but I think, I mean, I would bet mm-hmm. on everything that there's that they add another guy in the portal, uh, on the offensive line. Uh, but it'll be interesting. They've got four more spots to, to fill. It could go a lot of different ways, but I think offensive linemen or the offensive line has to be in the mix there. But Brian, Next time we talk, it'll be before the bowl game mm-hmm. on Thursday, 8.15 p.m. Central Time uh, on Thursday, 9, 9.15 – or sorry, not 9.15, 8.15 Central Time. I was about to say Eastern Time for some reason. I don't know why. It's Christmas. I'm not thinking straight, okay? You're good, man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, 8.15 – we will talk again. We will have another podcast out before that game uh, for, for everybody that wants to tune in. And then, you know, after the bowl game, we'll have a few more days of the transfer portal being open. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But lots to come in the next couple of weeks. But, Brian, that's going to do for us here at the Oklahoma Drill. Everybody, thank you for tuning in. You know you can find us every week on the OU Insider YouTube channel. You can also become a VIP subscriber over at OUinsider.com. Tons of content to come in the next few days. Practice film, media availabilities, game breakdowns, feature stories, recruiting, all of that kind of stuff. Not to mention basketball still in full swing despite a tough loss on Wednesday. Things still look pretty good for Porter Moser and the basketball program. Transfer portal again, open for another couple of weeks. Lots to lots to tune into. Make sure you're either a VIP member over at OUinsider.com where you're liking and subscribing this OU Insider YouTube channel. But until then, hope everybody has a Merry Christmas, a happy holiday season, safe travels potentially if you're if you're traveling on Christmas Day. And Brian, I won't see you or I will see you again on Tuesday, Wednesday. Wednesday. Wednesday, yes. Wednesday in yep. San Antonio. Need anything from Bucky's? I'll make a stop. I'll make a stop. Uh, that's a good question. <laughs> Beef jerky. Okay, deal. I, I can want do some that. jerky. I can do that. All right. Well, until then, Brian and everybody else, we'll see you guys next week.